Welcome to Z Sports Standpoint. Today we're going to be talking about the biggest reasons for the Bucks win, the Suns loss, and what my prediction is for Game Six of the Bucks Suns series in the NBA. So yeah, let's get into it. My hero. hero. All right. So the biggest reasons for the Bucks win. So I think Drew Holiday played absolutely great defense and and good offense against uh well great defense against CP3 after a four for twenty night in Game Four, which he was playing terrible. I mean his defense has always been great. It's always been great this series, the playoffs, whatever. But his offense still needs to improve a little bit. But when he's dealt with these tough assignments like CP3, Trey Young, um, Book. Harden to an extent because you know he was injured so it wasn't too hard to guard him but still he playing all these great games in defense kind of makes up for sometimes his shaky offense but overall a plus performance from him keep playing like this and the Bucks are definitely winning game six. Second reason this Chris Middleton's been absolutely outstanding in this series for the most part right I mean, you could definitely tell sometimes that he's a bit shaky and that he he's very inconsistent. So, but when he's on his game, he's like prime Michael Jordan. I'm not even kidding. I mean, this guy down the stretch, if you watch the game down the stretch, he was absolutely fantastic. Hits almost every shot, pretty much automatic down the stretch. And so, yeah, clutches can be and regularly does it, but in the overall aspect of the game, sometimes he doesn't deliver. But yeah, another A, a performance from him. And one of the other big reasons is just the Suns just did not play defense whatsoever. The Bucks' big three of, you know, Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis got 88 points. And that can't happen if the Suns want to win. Simply as that. Simple as that. Shooting almost 80% from the first quarter, and they were up by 16, the Suns were. That's great, right? Come out guns blazing in the first quarter and then give up a 16-point lead and and then end up losing the first half. I, that's just, it's not right. <laughs> that should not be happening. So, I mean, the Suns got to clamp up on defense and stop letting so many offensive boards happening. It's just when Pat Connington's coming off the bench and grabbing six, seven rebounds over a seven-footer like eight, and it's just, you know, it's it's Monty Williams and the Suns coaching staff gotta gotta tell their players that it can't. That's not acceptable, and it's not here gonna win. Chris Paul, I think, was all right. He was underwhelming in the first three quarters for the superstar status and the hype that he got after the Eastern Conference playoffs. But I usually think that about Chris Paul throughout most of his games. I mean, that's just my opinion on him. I'm not a big fan, but credit where credit's due. Last quarter, he scored 13 points wow he was he was Chris Middleton type clutch at the end but unfortunately like I'm about to talk about the book kind of sold the game at the end so I think he recovered CB3 recovered from the one turnover that he had and he definitely focused on that you know when I think the coaching staff told CP3 that you gotta you gotta uh <laughs> limit your turnovers because they definitely cost us in the long run so yeah. Fourth point, I think I'm at Monty Williams. 
He's a great coach, right? Outstanding coach, got him through this tough West. Before NBA even started, everyone was saying how tough the West is. And credit, he got them to the NBA Finals. You know, I mean, albeit it was an injury-ridden West Western Conference. LeBron James was out. Anthony Davis was out. Damian Lord had no help. Nobody, nobody besides the Suns, when he got into the playoffs, you could really, you could really feel that they would get to the finals besides the Suns after they beat the Lakers. But sometimes Monty Williams coaching is questionable. I mean, he's got to tell Aiton to stop, stop giving the baseline to Giannis. I mean, that's the number one rule of coaching, right? Is you don't give the baseline. When MJ, the, you know, the Jordan rules that the Pistons applied on MJ was don't give him the baseline, force him to the middle, and we get help, right? But Monty hasn't told Aiton or any of his players who decide to guard Giannis the, to double team him, to do anything, and he's just getting his points with ease, which is not a way you want the Bucks to win the game, just letting Giannis free roam anywhere. So... Like the old saying goes, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. If Giannis gets into the paint, he's six foot eleven, a beast of a man. He is called the Greek freak for a reason. He's not gonna he's not gonna miss most of his shots. He's gonna shoot 70-80% a game if you just let Aiton deal with him. And I love Aiton, right? He's a great player, great young player. I think he's twenty-two years old, still has a lot of room to grow. But when it comes to defending Giannis, he he definitely has a long way to go because he, <laughs> he doesn't understand that you gotta you I mean the coach the refs and stuff aren't calling three seconds on offense or defense at all in these playoffs. So you it's you 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 don't have to just sit in there the whole time, right? You don't have to sit in there. That's what I'm saying. But you can sit in there and just wall up against Giannis because that's how. Uh, Miami beat them last year, right? They just walled up and they ended up sweeping on us last year in the playoffs. It's 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 not what <laughs> you know. Giannis has to get into the paint in order to score, right? He doesn't have a jump shot, doesn't have a mid range or three point shot. So Aiton has to learn that he has to wall up, and it's not just Aiton's fault. I'm just picking on him, but really the whole defense doesn't you know, understand. And is that Monty's fault or the player's fault or both, you know, all of them, but it's definitely has to be worked on and said that it's not working. And you can't expect, you can't expect Giannis to just go away after because he's a two-time MVP for a reason, right? If Giannis is getting buckets with ease, getting rebounds with ease, Connington and Lopez, Lopez are crashing the boards like the world's going to end, then the, the Suns are going to have to fix it because there is no reason Pat Connington, like I said, should be grabbing seven, eight rebounds a game like that. It's just should not be happening. Right. <laughs> and so I think that my prediction for the game is our game. What's it called? Six, right? Game six. I don't think I don't see the Suns winning. I mean, the Bucks are just enormously catastrophically better on the boards, right? They had 31 more shots in game five than the Suns. You're not going to win a game if the other team takes 31 more shots, right? Even in the last game, the Suns outscored the Bucks in the paint. They shot 55% from the floor, 
68% from three, 98% from free throws. They were at home in Phoenix with one of the most electric crowds in the NBA, and they still lost. I mean, you're not going to win any playoff game playing like that and still losing. It's just I don't see the Suns winning game game six. The Suns, they're at Milwaukee. Milwaukee's also very rowdy. I just don't see the Suns winning. <laughs> so my prediction is that Bucks are going to win the chip at home, then Milwaukee in six. So yeah.